They're overrated. This guy's a future MVP. They need to blow it up. Pay this guy. The regular season matters. He's mediocre. Your opinion's wrong. Welcome to Mediocre Sport Opinions. Hello, welcome to episode 13 of our podcast. Today we'll be going over week 5 of the NFL season and also previewing week 6. I'm of course accompanied by the usual people in Thomas and Parker. Hello everybody. Hello. So first game we kind of want to go over is of course Thursday night game that happened between Brady and Foles. Nick Foles got the better of Brady. Tampa Bay didn't really look that good. Yeah, they're kind of struggling right now at 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, the Bucks. Uh, their offense has been disappointing so far this year, we thought, with all the weapons. They, of course, did have injuries, but still, the weapons they have on offense, they should be able to produce more than 19 points in a game. Yeah, like you said, Thomas, I thought the Bucks this season were going to come out and blow, kind of blow people out, but that's really not been the case. It's been kind of hard to watch at times, I would say. Um, I know Brady's still kind of figuring out, but I think he's this veteran quarterback. He's been in the league for so long, he could be able to figure it out by now. But they need to do something here soon in order, I think, they're not going to make the playoffs if they keep playing how they are. Yeah, Kulamak had a field day against Brady in that offensive line, having two sacks that game. Brady only threw for 250 yards and one touchdowns, no interceptions. Round Jones did decent, getting involved a little bit more in the running game. But, yeah, they were without Mike. They're without Chris Godwin and also O.J. Howard. But you also saw Brady get some other people involved, like Tyler Johnson and Cameron Brady. Yeah, even Tyler Johnson's a baller. U of M product. But you got to give a lot of credit to the Bears. They played really well this week. Their Not, defense. The Bears barely did better than the Buccaneers. Foles didn't have that good of a game. They couldn't run the ball at all. They were just able to be better than the Buccaneers were at that game, really. Yeah, one big thing that happened was it appeared that Tom Brady lost track of the downs, so I'm not sure if that had a major impact, but he thought when he made that throw to Cameron Brady, everyone assumes he thought it was third down, but it was actually fourth. So do you think that played a big impact in the final? Yeah, I would say that definitely played a big, bigger impact. Tom Brady, like I said earlier, he's been in the league. He should know these things, so that play there, I don't know, it must have just been like a – a mind fart or something like that, and I was just like, okay, it's kind of weird, but Tom Brady, you should be, know what's going on. You're supposed to be the leader of that team, and you coming out and doing that, it just kind of makes you feel like he's not quite in control there. Yeah, and he also got super upset with his teammates on the sidelines. Yeah, that unsportsmanlike penalty on Ryan Jensen, the center, that killed one of their drives. He was really mad about that because that's something typically that you don't, when he was on the Patriots, you don't see stuff like that, and now he has to deal with it now in Tampa. Another game that happened this week was Chiefs and Raiders, and the Chiefs lost that game 40-32. to The Raiders' defense pretty much just mimicked what like the Patriots did the previous week, which is showing a way how to like limit Patrick Mahomes, can't really stop him. But literally all they did was just rush four passers, and then everybody else on that team was covering. And it worked really well. And that offense did really good. Derek Carr had a great performance, having three touchdown passes and 343 yards. Yeah, like Aiden just said, you can't really stop the Chiefs, but you can limit them and then force their defense to 
make plays and make stops, which they weren't able to do against Derek Carr. We saw Ruggs with a long touchdown. Jacobs finally got in the end zone again. So really good performance by the Raiders this week. Yeah, I didn't get to watch this game because I was doing some field work back home, but I got to listen to it on the radio, and those rise on this Raiders team, they came out and outperformed, I would say, the Chiefs there. And like Aiden was saying earlier, they found a way to limit uh, Patrick Mahomes because there's no way to stop him. He still had a decent day, I believe, but they just outplayed him with Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs. It was just a well-played game by them. And this is definitely not a fluke for the Raiders. They beat the Saints, but also if you look at their schedule, the games that they did lose beforehand were to the Patriots and the Bills, both two really good teams that are definitely contending in the AFC. But the Raiders are doing really impressive, and I think they they have a bye this upcoming week, but then after that they have a big game going against Tampa Bay, which I think is a very winnable game for them. Do you guys think the Raiders could not only contend for a playoff spot, could even win the NFC or AFC West? Or do you still think it's the Chiefs division? That's a good question. Um, I still think it's the Chiefs division. I think they just have too much talent, and Patrick Mahomes will probably figure out. But I just have a feeling the Raiders will probably slip up in a couple of games, and I don't really think the Chiefs will do that again. Slip up that many times as the Raiders do. Because the Raiders' defense is still young and a little bit unproven. So I question that a lot, and I want to see Derek Carr perform consistently like he did this past week. All right, and the next game we're going to talk about from this week was the Seahawks and Vikings, which was the Sunday night football game. The Seahawks took that one 27-26 in a heartbreaking loss for your Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think that loss all falls back on uh, Mike Zimmer there. Uh, they had that drive. They were at... They're within the red zone. Yeah, probably the five. About the five, and they decided to go for a fourth one instead of taking a chip shot field goal. I would have put them up eight. I think that this is definitely Mike Zimmer's fault here for losing, but the Seahawks did have an amazing second half there. I don't know what happened there with the Vikings defense in the second half, or the Seahawks just figured it out. It was, it was a pretty good game. It was just Mike Zimmer really blew that for them. If I was in Mike Zimmer's situation, I probably would have done the same call. You want to try to just not even put it in or, like, make it harder for Wilson. Not put it in Russell Wilson's hands if they convert that fourth down. They just didn't weren't able to convert. Metcalf cooked on that last possession. The Vikings could not cover him that whole possession. I knew it was going to Metcalf in the end zone and, yeah, put him on top. Yeah, I, I've been going back and forth ever since on that fourth and inches call. Like, I get why he did it. Madison had a really good series running the ball. They were kind of pounding the rock on the Seahawks, and it's an inch or so. But also, you know, you want to give your defense some leeway. If it's eight, then they don't have to feel as pressured. They, if they, even if they give up a touchdown, they still can stop a two-point conversion and win. So I've just gone back and forth on it, but it was settled. He did what he did, and the Vikings lost. And then in the Monday night game, you had the Chargers and the Saints. It was a very close game. The Chargers kind of did really well in the first half. It went into OT. The final score was 30-27, Saints on top. Herbert looked really well in that game. Didn't throw a single interception, throwing for four touchdowns. He was just throwing the ball downfield, getting Keenan Allen involved. That Mike Williams catch at the end of regulation, sort of, that put him in that field goal range at when the time expired, that was a great catch by him. Unfortunately for them, though, their kicker missed the game-winning field goal. But it was 50 yards, so it's not like it was like easy. 
But yeah, and then the Saints, they weren't really able to get Kamara involved that much. And I think Breeze just had like an okay game. It's like nothing really that the Saints team's showing me is like saying that they are a Super Bowl contender right now. They're just not showing it at all, I think. Yeah, the Chargers could very easily be sitting at 5-0 and right now. They've had three really tough losses to pretty good teams, and it's just got to be disappointing for them. Let's see, they lost a close one to the Chiefs. They were winning in that one. They were winning big against the Bucks. They were up big in this game, and it's just it's got to be uh, demoralizing for them. They're so close every game, and, and they're sitting at 2-3. and three. They've been that for like the past three seasons. If you look at all the stuff, they've always been a one-possession game always in one possession games. They led the league last year in one possession games, losses, and then this year they probably do again. Yeah, I was I'm really impressed with this uh Chargers team here coming into this coming into that game. Uh, I thought Drew Brees was gonna kinda walk over them, but you know, not the case. Chargers put up quite a fight and just came down to the wire like I should have been, but it was it was a very good game. Uh Justin Herbert played amazing. This Saints team, there's just something that looks off about them from the last couple of years. I don't know what it is. If it's not because Thomas isn't playing or since they've got so many injuries, but I don't know. It's just something's not quite right with this Saints team right now. Yeah, Herbert looked like he could be the rookie of the year in that game. Four touchdowns. I remember last week on the podcast asking the question, do you think Herbert shines? And Aiden said he did. So good prediction there, but... He played, he played really well, and, and they have a bright future ahead with him. Yeah, they definitely do. Just to let you guys know, this game was pre-recorded before the Bills and Titans game, or else we would be talking about this. I think we're all pulling for the Bills to win this one. It's definitely going to be a good game, and whoever wins is probably going to be that conversation for, like, second or third best team in the AFC. Also, we want to mention prayers up for Dak. Um, it was a pretty horrific injury. Uh, me and Thomas were watching it live. We didn't really see like exactly we didn't see like the we didn't see it like when the actual play happened but after we saw it yeah we we both like looked at each other and like that's not good so you gotta feel for him and the cowboys that's their guy i don't feel bad for parker though he's on his (laughs) fantasy team yeah he was carrying parker's i'm kind of heartbroken right now guys getting a little teary-eyed here so prayers for Dak. hopefully he gets better no but he was on record-breaking pace this year, can we do in large part because of that? That defense is horrible. Yeah, they allowed 34 points to the Giants and they didn't have Saquon at all. They made the Giants look like an elite offense, like yeah. they were moving the ball whenever yeah. they wanted. Luckily, Andy Dalton was, had a crucial last possession, was able to get him field goal range for the win. I, I like where they sit with Andy Dalton though. Like, it was a really smart idea for them to bring in a guy like Andy Dalton in case something like this did happen. So they're really well prepared for it. And who knows? They could they could easily win this the NFC East. Oh yeah. For Anybody sure. could. Yeah. Really. For sure. Um so now I think we're gonna move on to our awards. I think first we're gonna start off with the Peterman Award. Yeah, so this week's Peterman Award goes to Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, 49ers quarterback, he was 7 of 17, 77 yards and two interceptions, and he was benched after the first half. Yeah, and for, after the first half. So they said it was for uh, safety purposes, but I don't know. He was they're just there. losing by so much that they're like, fine, we'll just sit you. Rest up for next week's big game against the Rams. Yeah, so Jimmy was out the last couple weeks with an ankle. He came back. I don't know if they rushed him back or not, but he just didn't look good. 
He was overthrowing people, making really bad decisions, and the 49ers just looked awful. And then our honorable mention has to go to Michael Thomas. He was he was suspended from the game for punching teammate. I believe it's either Malcolm Jenkins or Chauncey Gardner Johnson. One Chauncey of the two. Gardner Johnson, yeah. He punched one of the two, and then also reports came out a little bit after the game saying that another reason why he was suspended was because he did talk back a lot to the coaches after that fight, and even Sean Payton. So that's another reason why he got suspended for the Monday night game. He was pissed because one of his cornerbacks called him Slant Boy. I thought that was kind of funny, and he overreacts about a lot of things, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Our last uh, Peterman honorable mention is A.J. Green. He didn't have really a bad game. The Bengals had a bad game, but he had a really weird play where Joe Burrow overthrew him, and he looked like he was lead blocking for the cornerback down the field. Like, he wasn't tackling him. He, He looked like he didn't know where he was. And it was just a really weird play. And there's also some reports that some people heard him say they have to trade me at during the final possession of the game. So we might want to watch out for that. AJ Green might get traded by the deadline. And then now moving on to the McAfee Award winner. There was actually a lot of good performances this week for this award. But we're going to give it to Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had seven receptions, 110 yards, and four total touchdowns. He just went off in that game. He pretty much saved the Steelers' defense. They almost blew, I believe, a 20-point lead in that game. This final score was 32-29. to 29. Yeah, Travis Fulcrum on the other side also had a big game. So, But Claypool, they just got him involved a lot. I think he had two or three carries at least, and he had a ton of reception. So he's definitely going to be the number one claimed guy in fantasy this week. So make sure to get him on your roster. One other thing is a McAfee Award. He didn't play that well, but it's just good to see Alex Smith did return from his horrific leg injury, that infection that he had. He didn't play that well because Kyle Allen got hurt. But also somebody who is also an honorable mention is Aaron Donald, the guy who got the sack, Alex Smith, a ton in that game. Aaron Donald had four sacks and three tackles for loss that whole game. He was just showing why he's the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, I, I'm super glad that Alex Smith got to make his return. He was been through so much. His his lines got to protect from him better than that. Donald was getting after him at will, and it just looked... The whole offensive line gave up eight total sacks in that game, which is insane. And then also, as we mentioned before, another honorable mention is Derek Carr. He went 22 for 31, 347 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Then another honorable mention we do have is Fitz Magic going 22 for 38, 350 yards, and four touchdowns. They played really well against that 49ers defense. I don't think we'll be seeing Tua anytime soon. No, Fitzpatrick's doing really well. And, yeah, he's showing why he he can still do it at, I think, 39, 38-ish. Yeah. Honestly, probably is a good uh, situation for Tua, though, if you think about it. With Fish Magic playing this well, so that gives him a, a year to just kind of sit back and develop a little bit, watch the figure out the league. So I'm pretty happy with the Dolphins taking Tua. Now we're going to move on to our Week 6 preview. So there's no Thursday night game this week. It was supposed to be Chiefs and Bills, but that's going to be moved to Monday due to the fact that the Bills are playing tonight. So the first game we are going to talk about is the 4-1 Browns going against the 4-0 Steelers. Um, I think it's going to be a very good game. I'm very impressed by the Browns so far this season. 
I thought they would lose to the Colts because they had one of the best defenses in the NFL, but Baker played really well, and that's why I have the Browns winning this game against the Steelers, 33-27. to Yeah, this Browns team really has surprised me this season. They just came out and played. I know at the beginning of the year we did our predictions for the whole season. I had the Browns at the, I think at the bottom of this division, but they're really surprising, and I'm just, Steelers are going to win this one. I just kind of have a gut feeling here, and I have them winning 35-24. Yeah, I also have the Steelers 31-28. I think it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be another big test for this Browns team to see if they're the team that we think they are. But Kevin Stefanski's done wonders for this team so far. He's he's found a way for that offense to finally produce with all the talent they have. So it, it makes sense to me that a, Vic, a former Vikings coach is making a team thrive. So I just one more quick thing here. Uh, I just need to see the Browns. If they come out and win this one, then I'm going to hop on the Browns bandwagon because, you know, why not? Well, I also think this is a big game for the Steelers because, to be honest, all the teams that they have gone against aren't that good. I see people ranking them and power ranking so high, but I don't see them really passing a big test like this. Or they haven't passed a big test like this in the Browns, which I think is also crucial for the Steelers to see how good they will be this year. Uh, week six, we have America's game of the week is going to be the Buccaneers and Packers. This is going to be a battle of two of the better, best quarterbacks we've ever seen in the game, I think. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And I have the Bucs in this one, 33-30, just because I'm a Packers hater. The way Tom Brady played last week uh, has really has me questioning his drive and his Buccaneers team is kind of uh, the way they played last week. Tom Brady, I just... Don't think they quite have it yet, as I said earlier. But the Packers are coming off a bye, so they're going to be well-rested and be able to watch plenty of film and just they be well-prepared for this upcoming game. So I think the Packers are going to win this one 30-21. In this game, I have the Packers winning, of course. But I have them winning 35-24. With the bye week, they are going to be well-prepared. They're also going to be well-rested. Devontae Adams is probably going to play this game, and I think we're gonna they're going to exploit that young Tampa Bay secondary because they're not going to be able to run the ball as Tampa has one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Yeah, I know I, I always say the Packers are going to lose. I think I predicted them to lose every week, but they're, they've been super impressive this year. Aaron Rodgers has looked like an MVP candidate. Their defense has played well, and, and they're getting some guys back. So although I do have the box, I think the Packers are probably going to win this one, though. And then in Sunday night's game, we have the Rams and 49ers. It's going to be interesting to see. I believe Jimmy Garoppolo will start this game. I have the Rams winning this one 30-21. I just don't really see the 49ers defense really doing that well in this game if they can't really stop Miami's offense. I have the Rams 27-24. to The Rams have looked good this year, and the 49ers, their defense isn't what it used to be with injuries and stuff like that. So they're not the team they were last year. And so I don't think they're, I think they're going to struggle to win games the rest of the year. So that's why I like the Rams in this one. I also have the Rams winning 27 to 17. 49ers just kind of look out of sorts. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play well last week. As Thomas said, they have a bunch of injuries on their defense. So I just think that this Rams team is going to come out and win because. Yeah, the 49ers formula this year hasn't been the same as it was last year. They've been getting down in games, so they can't run the ball like they did last year. That was kind of their their thing they did. They ran the ball and they got up early and they put games away. And this year their defense hasn't been 
getting those early stops and they've been getting down and they haven't been able to run off the clock. Then there's another game Monday night around four-ish. I think it's top two of the top three teams in the AFC. It's going to be a great battle watch. It's the Bills and Chiefs. I am a true believer in this Bills defense. The Chiefs have not looked good the past two weeks. And I think the Bills are going to win this one, 31-24. Bills with a big win. Show why they are one of the top teams in the AFC. I see where you're coming from there, Aiden, but I think after the week that last, uh, the week that the Chiefs had last week, they're going to come down, come back from it, sit down, look through the film, watch, see what they did wrong. I don't think Andy Reid is going to allow his offense to look like that again. And I think they're just going to come out and ball like they always do and just put up big numbers. But I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I have it being 40 to 32 Chiefs. Yeah, I like the uh, like it partner said, I think the Chiefs are going to have a big bounce back week. They're going to be frustrated after how they played, and Andy Reid isn't going to allow that again. So I have them 38-34, but I can't wait till the fourth quarter of this game. I think it's going to be uh, scoring back-to-back, like down to the wire, but I have the Chiefs with a game winner. Game-winning field goal, Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. We'll give it to Tyreek Hill. I'm fine with that because I'm on my fantasy team. Oh, it's, never mind. I am playing you this week in fantasy, so we'll give it to Travis Kelsey. All right. And then in the other Monday night game, you have the Cardinals and Cowboys. I think Cardinals are going to kick the Cowboys' ass. Um, the defense is just so bad, and I just really have the Cardinals win by a lot. I have the Cardinals winning 40-21. to 21. Yeah, I like Cardinals in the 40s. I have them 41-31. Maybe Andy Dalton has a big statistical game. You know how their games have been going this year, but Kyler Murray's going to exploit that secondary with Hopkins. and Hopkins is going to go off that game. I don't know who's going to cover him. I, I can see Hopkins having 13-plus catches and probably close to 200 yards against that team. And the Cowboys, can they can come back on offense. They can do some stuff. But if their defense isn't stopping the Cardinals, they're not going to win. I have the Cardinals winning this one, too, 24-17. Uh, it really just comes down, I think, for the Cowboys if uh, their defense, like it always has, but really if Andy Dalton can come out and perform, I think they can be in this game, but their defense has to get stops. That's something that we've seen time and time again that they're not going to do. So if they want to prove that they can still play without Dak, then they need to come up in this game and get stops and slow down the Cardinals' offense. This is the end of our episode 13 of our podcast. Once again, thanks for listening, and make sure you check out our Instagram page. And as always, your opinion doesn't matter. Yes, it does. <laughs>